1: And
0: now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
1: What are you doing?
0: I'm starting a fight. He's going
2: to finish it for
3: me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. (laughs) Domenici Caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour, your inside look into the world of MMA. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez, and I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio Airways, having defended that title out for better than three decades. And straight up today, live on Sports Byline, we're talking UFC. UFC's going to Brazil, they're going to Poland, they're coming back April the 4th, Chad Mendes in the main event, but of course... Lots of UFC world on tour. They're going around the world with Conor McGregor, the Irishman, of course, and the world's reigning 145-pound champion, Jose Aldo, Brazil. And it it's getting ugly. Everywhere they go, it's getting ugly, folks. I mean ugly. Uglier than Ali Frazier. And that got ugly at the end. But I'm telling you, this is building up to quite an event. Of course, they're going down in July, the big fight week, international fight week in July in Las Vegas. Conor McGregor going after the World Featherweight Championship held by Jose Aldo. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Bellator, Bellator 135, and the Bellator 135-pound championship, changing hands. And we'll talk about the World Series of Fighting. Don't talk much about these smaller leagues in the world of MMA, but they have a place, these AAA farm clubs, these AA farm clubs, just like Major League Baseball, just like amateur boxing and pro boxing. There needs to be some type of farm club, okay? And these are the farm clubs to the UFC. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of MMA. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Open phone lines coast to coast. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. The Twitter thing. Yeah, we do that Twitter thing. Ring Talk. At Ring Talk. R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K. This is Ring Talk live on Sports Byline. iHeartRadio, Radio. Sirius XM Satellite Radio. And, of course, to all the troops out there, live on the American Forces Network.
4: Not all barbecues are the same. Not all guitar licks are the same. Not all motor oils are the same either. Valvoline Full Synthetic High Mileage with MaxLife Technology actually is different. It's the superior protection of synthetic for cars over 75,000 miles. But don't just believe us. See for yourself at seeadifference.com. Valvoline, 140 years under the hood.
5: The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free just like they did for these web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers but there's nobody better than web.com web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as 7 days. Or go to web.com slash radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased.
1: Not all waters are created equal. Alchemy Water has been specially treated with a patented system to create a premium alkaline water that tastes great and offers more benefits than natural water. Alchemy is ionized and microclustered for antioxidant protection while neutralizing free radicals. Plus, it's fluoride-free and eco-friendly. All of these things add up to the ultimate health and wellness premium water. Available at select retailers and online through Amazon at alchemywater.com. That's A-L-K-A-M-E water.com. Make sure you tune in to the Sports Byline Combat Sports Recap with
0: Pedro Fernandez. Saturday nights on Sports Byline USA Sports Overnight America Weekend Edition. Brought to you by Alchemy Water. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
4: What the hell's going on out here?
3: The Modswat's going on in the world of MMA. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Let me introduce you to myself. I've been doing this for a little bit now, about 29. Oh, no, take that back. Better than 30 years. Live radio, coast to coast. Boxing and mixed martial arts started back in the day, back in 1984, doing a a small show out of Florida. We moved to Vegas, and we went to San Francisco. Did a fifteen-minute show between the all Christians and an all Filipino show, which was an interesting format. But straight up, we went to KNBR, and of course, thirty years later, here we are, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and all around the world on the fabulous internet. Of course, iTunes, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and I'm about to announce. In about two weeks, a brand-new app, a CBS app. So we've got lots of platforms going on. And guess what? This show is being heard right now by better than a quarter million people live. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network live all across America. This is Ring Talk live worldwide. Straight up, we're talking MMA. And, of course, the the fight I alluded to earlier, Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor, going down July 11th. That's that big fight week in Las Vegas. Of course, they call it the International Fight Week. There will be some AAA Farm Club fights there. Uh, some smaller level fights, but it's going to be the MGM Grand Garden Arena, July the 11th, Conor McGregor, of course, he twice-beaten lad out of the U.K., good fighter, we'll hear from him a little bit later. I mean, the guy's got great, great, great uh, oral skills, but he backs it up physically. I mean, he's a monster in the octagon, there's no doubt about it. And when I look at him, as far as his size is concerned, against against Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo looks like a midget. He looks like like a smaller guy, like he's two weight classes smaller than Conor McGregor. Conor looks like a huge, 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 huge man physically, as far as uh, unless he was wearing high heels, unless he was wearing stilettos, okay? He's a much bigger man than Jose Aldo. And, of course, that's going down. UFC 189, July the 11th, MGM Grand. I'm calling right now the upset of the year uh, as far as the world of MMA is concerned, past Pettis. And men and uh, and and uh, the, the getting licked last week, man. That was that was pretty. Rafael dos Santos, whoo, man. I mean, come on. Nobody beats Anthony Pettis like that. Beats him like a dog. Just beat him like a whipped dog for the entire fight. Boom, 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 boom. All five rounds shook him early and never ever allowed him to come back into the fight. But of course, Brazil's now got two champions, and uh, Aldo is going to be their champion at least until July the 11th, I think, 2015, when he takes on Conor McGregor, UFC 189, live at the MGM Grand. Now, lots of things are happening in the world of the UFC, and I'll go to the UFC first, of course. Let's talk about this past fight. Now, you know, when I looked at the UFC fight now, that came from Brazil, I, I wasn't all that impressed with the card because I looked at it and I said to myself, you know, Damian Maia, Ryan and eh, that really doesn't get me going. But what was interesting on the card was the fact that Josh Koscheck a young man that's been in the studio a couple of times, signed my Wall of Fame out here on the Sports Bodyline Wall of Fame studio, uh, studio walls uh, with a Sharpie, and he, he, he fought two weeks after being stopped in a UFC event, and he was stopped on a choke, and he had this green stuff coming out of his mouth. He, he was choked to the point where he was foaming at the mouth, and then less than two weeks later, they have him fighting in Brazil against Eric Silva. Now, there's no surprise here that he lost to Silva, a guillotine choke, Submission in the first round, four minutes and twenty-one seconds in. But I asked this question. You know, would 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 he be a, have been allowed to fight in the United States? In other words, he lost in Nevada. Would the Nevada State Athletic Commission have licensed him to fight 14, 16 days later after losing, being choked out like that? I just don't think so. I don't think that would have happened. I think this was a little shady. There's a little shadiness on the part of the UFC there. And of course, the UFC uh, as far as shady things are concerned, and, you know, there was that, that drug test with John Jones and, of course, the low testosterone level taken December the 3rd, I believe, uh, that surprise test that found a little bit of cocaine in the system. And I have no problem with the cocaine. What he does in his off time is his own business, okay? But when it comes to performance-enhancing drugs, and although there were no performance-enhancing drugs evident in John Jones' system, what was evident was the T-level the testosterone level was 0.29 to 1. And I want to mention that, 0.29 to 1 again, because the average level of a man 30 years old and an athlete at the top of his game is somewhere between 4.0 and 5.0 to 1. Not 0.29 to 1. Okay, so something's amiss here. You can't tell me the world light heavyweight champion, the one beating beaten John Jones out of Atlanta, G.A., has the T levels of an 85 year old man because you know what he's not 85 years old. So I've got a problem with John Jones. Of course, John Jones coming back and defending that uh, light heavyweight championship against Anthony Rumble Johnson. UFC 187, May the 23rd again, the MGM Grand Garden Arena. You know, John's Jones, not the most popular guy in the world. They say he's the best fighter pound for pound. And you know, after that last fight with Cormier, I thought that that Cormier was uh, a little overwhelmed. I think that. The overall strength of john jones being six foot four and 205 pounds and at the weigh-in you know and then of course after the weigh-in he puts on a few pounds but i think the overall strength of john jones was a bit surprising to daniel cormier and now that we find out that the testosterone levels were were off meaning it it appears that he was cycling off of steroids That's why his T-levels came in so low at .29 to 1 that he was cycling off steroids. That, according to the steroid experts that I talked to, that's what they said. That's the only reason they can give for him coming in with a .29 to 1 T-level, okay, unless he's 85 years old. He's not 85 years old. He's not even 31 yet. So the bottom line is John Jones apparently was doing anabolic steroids. Now, of course, the UFC is going to come back with this new testing process, meaning everybody on the roster, and I think there's over 500 fighters on the UFC roster, but over 500 fighters will start to be tested beginning in mid-July. I guess that's around that international fight weekend. They're going to try to make a big deal out of this, but, you know, uh, unless you really do random testing, and it's got to be random. In other words, like, you throw names in a hat and just start pulling names out each month on guys you're going to test. That's the way you got to do it. It's got to be really random, not sort of like, hey, guess what? They're going to test you in March. So, come February, get off the stuff so you're clean in March because that's what the, the Major League Baseball players do. I mean, that's that, that, sorry. That's just the way it's done. People cheat. I've seen fighters, boxers cheat as far as urine, urine tests are concerned. But going back to the steroids thing, as far as the USD is concerned, I think it will damage your product beyond recognition if the steroid scandal continues. I mean, people can handle this in professional wrestling, which is a game. Which is incredible. In fact, this past week I couldn't believe it. UFC take it back, WrestleMania thirty one down in Santa Clara, California, drew like seventy thousand people, and some people paid upwards of five to ten thousand dollars for a seat. Now, kick me in the teeth if I'm wrong, folks, but isn't this a rigged fight? Isn't this a rigged match? Isn't this all predetermined? Uh the injuries aren't real? And you're going to pay five to ten thousand dollars for a seat? Can anybody answer the question to me? Answer that question as to why you would pay five to ten thousand dollars for a seat like that? One 7529 seven eight seven five two nine. We're on the Twitter at Ring Talk R I N G T A L K. But five to ten thousand dollars for a fixed fight, and they were willing to sit outdoor. I was just it just blew me away. I think I'd pay like five thousand dollars maybe to bring the Beatles back together. But outside of that, I don't think I'd pay five grand to see anything. Would you? Not WrestleMania. Come on. But 73,000 people this past week did so. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're talking Mixed Martial Arts, 1-800-878-7529. Of course, as I said, John Jones, the light heavyweight champion, back in action. Not too happy about that, though. I think the Nevada City Athletic Commission should have done something about that low T-level. They sort of just swept it under the rug, like they did the Jones testing positive for Coke. And, of course... Anderson Silva testing positive for steroids a month before the fights. All of this swept under the rug by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Coincidence? Perhaps. You tune the sports byline.
4: Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help, and your insurance may offer coverage.
6: I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help.
4: I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214, 800 I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs.
6: I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs.
4: I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800-521-3214.
1: Today, more than ever, Americans need a means to protect their life savings. With a troubled economy and government spending out of control, they've been forced to promote loose money policies, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. Birch Gold Group can help you protect your savings by rolling over all or a portion of your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold. Take advantage of the best gold prices in years and enjoy the long-term hedge against inflation that gold provides by moving into a gold IRA from Birch Gold group the precious metal ira specialists call birch gold group today for a free consultation on how a tax-free rollover to a gold ira can offer stability protection and the peace of mind that your life savings which you've worked so hard to build is safe call 888-221-0010 and receive birch gold's free information kit which offers the best-kept secrets for safeguarding your savings with gold call 888-221-0010 that's 888-221-0010
5: Shogun absolutely decimating Quentin Rampage Jackson in this, the first round. The youngest competitor is
7: really taking it to the pride veteran. This is not good. Yeah, this
0: is the end of the fight. Oh. Mauricio Shogun has just electrified the crowd. Shogun's for real and he has arrived. Yeah, he's a threat.
1: He's crazy. He's off the hook.
0: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: He's
1: recovering from an accident
3: check it 25 and a half minutes past i want to mention the passing in the past week of the voice of the utah jazz i knew him as hot rod hundley the number one pick in the nba by the cincinnati royals back in 1957 believe me 1957 was a most beautiful year in my life i was born that anyway the bottom line is uh, taps to my man, Hot Rod Hunley, died at the age of 80, the voice of the Utah Jazz for a long, long time. We're talking mixed martial arts, of course, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And the the fight night in Brazil, eh, it did well as far as attendance was concerned, 7,000 people. But, you know, back in the day when when there was, wasn't such a proliferation of MMA on television in Brazil, you would pack every arena to the max. It would be, be people standing out line. But now, you know, the fights are shown on television, so... They don't get the big, big crowds, per se, but they got 7,000 for that. And, of course, against Anthony Pettis and, Jose, uh, and, Do, and Dos Rafael Dos Hanos when the lightweight championship changed hands a couple of weeks ago, that was March the 14th, they drew 17,000 people. That was in Dallas, Texas. That's the American Airlines Arena, I believe. That's a fantastic card. Of course, Ronda Rousey going into the Staples Center with, with uh, Kat Zagano in that fight that lasted longer than Scott Cuddy. He could say Scott Cuddy twice, 12.43 seconds. Um, Ronda Rousey drew 17, take that back, she drew 17,654 people. That is an amazing draw. We're talking about Los Angeles. That's right. Lots of things to do in L.A., the City of Angels, people. That's why, the, you know, a lot of times boxing at night didn't work in in L.A. because people have got so many different things to do in L.A. But guess what? They turned out for Ronda Rousey. And, of course, the gate there was something like two and a half million bucks. So, of course, when they went down to Brazil, they did 5,000 people at Frank Mirror. What I'm trying to say is, this sport is growing, and the popularity is there. Maybe in Brazil, people are becoming a little disillusioned because of the fact that the Americas are dominating their game now. Because remember, when it started, it was Hoist Gracie beating up guys like me. No, let's get back. Guys like Tank Abbott, you know, big old muscular guys, 400-pound guys, and he was doing it with the the gi on, and you know he'd get him on the ground and do the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and get him to submit some type of arm bar, a leg bar, that kind of good stuff, or a choke. I mean, Hoist was amazing, but Hoist was Hoist back then. Hoist could not deal with the world of mixed martial arts right now. See, and that's what happened with some of the Brazilians. And that is that they stayed one dimensional. And what's happening is the Americans have taken over the game. I mean, let's go through the this is the UFC champions alone. 125, Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson, the 125-pound flyweight champion. 135, the kid from Sacramento, California, of course, Team Alpha Male, my man, Mr. T.J. Dillashaw. That's 135. 145, Jose Aldo, who's probably going to lose that title in July to the aforementioned Conor McGregor. Of course, that's going down July the 11th. But I'm telling you, at 155 pounds, we got another Brazilian now, Rafael Dos Anjos, who upset... Uh, uh, Anthony Pettis. I mean, that was a major upset, probably the upset of the year without a doubt thus far in the world of mixed martial arts. Then we go to 170 pounds. It's Robbie Lawler. He's an American 185, the all-natural American guy. They call him Mr. Chris Weidman, of course, Mr. Non-steroid guy. He's very, very, very very anti-steroid, very much into random testing. He thinks Vitor Belfort's a cheat, but Vitor is being tested and they're going to duke it out pretty soon. But I'm telling you, when, when Chris Weidman takes care of of Vitor Belfort, there will be no more Vitor Belfort. That'll be it. Vitor Belfort will be gone. And, of course, he's been a prodigy, and he's a Brazilian star. But, you know, he's one of those guys from yesteryear, another guy that just couldn't develop different facets of the the game. He could punch. He could kick. But when the game changed, you know, he didn't change with it, and the Brazilians didn't change with it. So then we go on. 185, the middleweight champion, of course, is Chris Weidman, as I said, upstate New York. Then we've got John Jones at 205, out of Atlanta, GA. And then we have Cain Velasquez, the USC heavyweight champion, out of Santa Clara, California, Silicon Valley, USA. So essentially, we have Americans holding all but two titles, and maybe one title after July the 11th. So the Brazilians are a little, can I say, a little disillusioned with MMA now because when they turn it on, they see their guys getting licked like a stamp. And that's just the way it was. And that's not the way it was when they were dominating the game. But they failed to evolve. And the world of MMA in the United States has evolved in boxing. Boxing one hundred and one. I mean, boxing one hundred and one. That's how. That's how Chris Weidman took out Anderson Silva. Boxing one hundred and one. Okay, Frank Mir knocking out Bigfoot Silva about a month and a half ago. Boxing one hundred and one. He hooked off the jab. And what I'm trying to say is, he threw a jab. He's left-handed. Most left-handers jab with their right hand. Frank Mir former two-time UFC heavyweight champion, he they converted him around, and they converted him to boxing orthodox, like a right-hander. So he was boxing with his left hand, the lead hand, the power hand, and he jabbed, and he threw a jab, and he hooked off the jab, and he knocked Silva out. This is boxing 101. If you can hook off a jab, you're a pretty darn good boxer because there's not too many boxers that can do that per se. But Frank Mir did it to Bigfoot Silva. What I'm trying to tell you is, that Frank Mir realized boxing needed to be part of his game. He needed to step up his game if he wants to come back and be a UFC contender. And, of course, he is now in the top ten. And guess what? He's a live dog to beat Cain Velasquez. Of course, Cain Velasquez and Fabrice Fre- Verdum going at it in Mexico City, the uh, Mexico City Arena. Of course, that's going to go down June, June the 13th and expect a sold-out house. Cain Velasquez, the once-beaten Mexican-American heavyweight champion. I mean, he's a man, 240 pounds, nothing but rock. I mean, he is the guy. But Fabrice, Verdum has looked very good of late. In the last couple of fights, he silenced silenced guys in manners to which, you know, we didn't think he was going to be able to do. But he did it. So he makes this fight an excitable fight, a fight that's a real fight for Cain Velasquez. You know, Cain's been off a while. I mean, Cain hasn't fought since Ronald Reagan was alive, or at least since Ronald Reagan was president. Hasn't been that long, but it's been a while. And when you take that much time off, you know, your skills, they come, they get off, they they, they slip a little. They slip a little. People say, <clears throat> oh, you know, rest and relaxation is good for you. Well, he had the the ACL issues. He had knee issues. And then he had some, some feet. I mean, he's had all these different injuries over the years because I think, like uh, my co- co-host on the Sports Overnight America, the weekend edition, Mr. Zach Attack Young, and, and he and I are of the same mindset here, is that these fighters, they're overtrained. They train themselves to death. That's why there's all these serious injuries as far as training is concerned. And the UFC's got to be telling these guys, you know dial the training back just a little bit, just a notch, because these guys are getting hurt in training. I mean, Cain Velasquez, he's a heavyweight champion. He's been out over a year. Not good for the game. They had to bring an interim champion, but that's not going to make it as far as the, uh, the masses are concerned because everybody realizes Cain's the man. So until Cain Kane, until Kane gets beat, <clears throat> he's a heavyweight champion. So it goes down in June. We'll see what happens. But I'm telling you, Velasquez will be a slight favorite as far as the odds makers are concerned. But as far as the crowd's concerned, he'll be the guy June the 13th in the Mexico City Arena down there in Mexico City for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, I told you, Ronda Rousey is coming back. Of course, she had that 12-second fight longer than that lasted, you know, about 12 and a half seconds. 12.43 seconds. Okay. In fact, maybe we'll play the fight later because it lasted that long, that quick. I can go, oh. That was the whole fight, just about. Anyway, guess what? She's coming back August first. She's going down to Brazil, UFC one night. This chick's got some stones, man, some intestinal fortitude. She's going down there to fight a chick that's got a bad complexion. According to boxing historian Ron Marshall, who loves uh, the, the 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 MMA of Ronda Rousey, not MMA in general. This Ronda Rousey and her MMA. Um, he said that he he thought Kat, uh this chick, Beth Correa, had a bad complexion, and, and she might need a shave after 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, in other words, possibly taking steroids. Now, some of the women from Brazil have been known to take steroids, and Rhonda's talked about that. You know, Rhonda talked about the fact that, that uh, Chris Cyborg Santos could shoot horse semen in both eyeballs. That's her exact quote. She doesn't care as long as she makes 135 pounds. But can Cyborg really make 135 pounds? Guess what? She weighed in at 145 for that last fight a couple of weeks ago. And you know what she weighed like the next day? 172. Holy cow. How can you go from 145 to 172? She did it. She knocked this girl out in 46 seconds. And that's the problem that Ronda Rousey is going to face. The size. The size factor. That's why Ronda wants her down at 135. Even though Ronda Rousey has fought a good number of her fights at 145 pounds. But she moved down to 135. She is the UFC 135-pound champion. UFC is, of course, starting to develop all these different female divisions, all based on the popularity and the fact that Ronda's brought to the game. I mean, Ronda is the man. Can you imagine that? I'll say it again. Ronda is the man in the world of mixed martial arts. Hard to believe. I predicted this a couple years ago. People laughed at me. but Of course, August 1st, she steps into the lion's den, per se. She's going to go down to Brazil. She's going to insult the Brazilians. She's going to tell them she's going to destroy her girl, and she probably will destroy her um but she's going to go down there and talk all kinds of smack. Yeah, I don't know if you remember but about I guess it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago Bernard Hopkins the long reigning middleweight champion went to Puerto Rico to hype a fight with Felix Trinidad and took a bag of beans and threw them on the table and told Trinidad after this fight you'll be lucky to be able you'll be lucky to eat beans. Uh, and bottom line is, he didn't go over well with the Puerto Rican people, and he came, became an instant villain, instant heel. And I think Ronda's going to do the same thing when she goes down there. Because I'm telling you, Ronda is Ronda is Conor McGregor, Ronda is Chael Sonnen, Ronda is Ric Flair, Ronda is Muhammad Ali, Ronda is all that and more. She is just she can walk the walk, she can talk the talk. Who the heck can do that? Nobody can. She's the real deal. I'm telling you, one eight hundred. 878-7529. That's 1-80-878-7529. That August 1st date in Brazil, UFC 190. Going down at the HSBC Arena in Rio. The co-feature, Mauricio Shogun Rua, taking on Little Nog, Antonio Nogueira You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We are on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, and TuneIn.com.
1: We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago.
5: If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand.
6: Call 1-800-414-1051. That's 1-800-414-1051. 1-800-414-1051. Call now.
2: Hey everybody, this is Brian Alvarez. Join me and my buddy Mike Sempervivi for Wrestling Observer Live every weekday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, and Sundays at 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, as we talk all the news in pro wrestling and mixed martial arts. Wrestling Observer Live, now airing six days a week, here on the Sports Byline USA radio network.
0: You ready you ready Get here we go tonight's bike clock what? wow right what? down look at that oh
6: man tonight's bike clock brought to
0: you by bud light Joe. Perfect perfect for whatever happens ronda wants to make it happen quickly well, she gave there's it the her arm, arm. She gave it, it is it. All over. Oh, just like that oh my god wow oh, my god. now more of ring talk with pedro fernandez
4: the issue here is not whether we broke a few rules or Took a few liberties with our female party guests.
3: We did. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. It is, especially in the hands of a woman, according to the Tower of Power. Tom Bowes on lead for the original, but that was my man Brent Carter, now the lead singer of the Average White Band. Going to do the drive-in this week. Going to go to a movie drive-in. Going to take Elvis to a movie drive-in and a show for my buddy Elvis to a movie drive-in this week. And, of course, there's only two in the Bay Area. But it's interesting is that I haven't been to a drive-in movie in many, many a moon. Of course, that was a, a big tradition back in the days. In fact, a lot of kids were, were you know, made in the backseat of cars. at drive-in movies in the 50s and the 60s and 70s, etc. Bottom line is we're talking MMA, not drive-in movies, of course. The next MMA event's going to be UFC Fight Night. And Chad Mendez of course, is going to come back. And he's a very good fighter out of Sacramento as well, part of that that team alpha male, taking on Ricardo Yamas. And, of course, this is a featherweight bout, 145 pounds. Mendez is the slight favorite going in. This will be at the Patriot Center in Fairfax, Virginia. April the 4th will be on Fox Sports 1. Um, Am I excited about it? I don't know. I'm excited about watching Juliana Pena. She is in the uh, women's bantamweight bout, 135 pounds. bout. She's taking on Milana Dudieva. And this is going to be a good fight because, you know, I keep telling you, is that there is so much pressure on women. There is so much pressure on women when they step into the octagon, they realize they're carrying the entire sport on their shoulders. And Rhonda, well, Rhonda, it doesn't, it doesn't phase her anymore. But every other chick realizes people look at her, eh, can she fight? Is she, a, is she a girly girl? You know, because people don't want to see girls go out there that look like they need shaves, you know, they don't want to see masculine women. They want to see good-looking, attractive women go out there and do their thing, and guess what? I think that uh, fighters like Juliana Pena, they, they fit that bill. Speaking of fighters that fit that bill, as far as uh, women are concerned, Liz Carmouche, remember her? She came real close to beating Ronda Rousey in a fight. Uh, it was about a year ago, of course. She uh, was unbeaten coming in, I believe, and she slapped a chokehold on Ronda, and then Ronda threw her across the octagon. Just threw her like a rag doll. Just, I mean, she had Rhonda locked up. I said to myself, "This is it. This is it. Rhonda's gonna lose." No, no, it wasn't it. She, Rhonda threw her across the oct- octagon. Rhonda is like amazingly strong, and of course, she's gonna do her thing. Lives Kamu against Lauren Murphy. That's Fox Sports One, both the main card and the uh, and the preliminary card. That's gonna go down, of course, April the fourth. Check your local TV, guys. That's April the fourth, two thousand fifteen, for the Patriot Center in Fairfax, Virginia, and of course. Boxing's coming back on network television. April the 4th, it'll be on CBS television. April the 11th, back on NBC television. Lots of combat sports. Combat sports sort of started coming back now to the masses. Not only the MMA world starting to explode, but boxing's re-exploding. It's something that we thought was like a dead horse, but guess what? The horse is off and running now. Speaking of horses off and running, how about this fight? Frankie Edgar and Uriah Faber in the Philippines, of course, beside the Philippines, The Mall of Asia Arena that's going to go down on May the 16th. Frankie Edgar, of course, the former lightweight champion. Uriah Faber, the former world extreme cage-fighting featherweight champion. Both these guys are going to do it at 145 pounds. The money for the Uriah Faber-T.J. Dillashaw fight, the uh, potential matchup in Sacramento, California, which would have sold out any baseball arena, any stadium, any, any, any. You put it this way. You could probably sell 40,000 seats to that in Sacramento. TJ Dillashaw and Uriah Faber. If they were to hook it up, both these guys coming from Sacramento, both these guys having strong followings, both these guys packing the Arco Arena by themselves, together, they could double that, I think, could do like thirty two to forty thousand people as far as the outdoor arenas are concerned up there, if they had one. They have a minor league baseball team up there, and I think they could do it in that that baseball stadium. But straight up, they're not gonna go that way. There wasn't enough money in it, according to Kyle Kingsbury. Of course, the Triple K King Kyle Kingsbury are a uh, resident analyst, of retired USC light heavyweight, but he said that the money did not come forth. And it was TJ Dillashaw said, "If you want to make me in your eye favor, show us the money." Well, guess what? The money didn't come. But Frankie Edgar and your eye favor doing a five round main event in the Philippines on May the sixteenth, two thousand fifteen. Little interesting side note is that the Philippines, uh, we were we were supposed to go there. One of my sponsors, the World Boxing Organization WBO as wboboxing.com, that's their website for news and information, um, they were going to hold their Congress, their annual convention, this year in the Philippines. But then they said, you know what? There's too many terrorist issues and things like that over in the Philippines, so they're not going to do it. They went back to going to do it in Florida instead, I think the Seminole Casino on there in, in Fort Lauderdale. So um, they left the, the option of the Philippines, and they, had, they were presented with the option of the Philippines with some good money to go over there, and they said, no, we're not going to do it. They didn't think it was safe. They didn't think too many people wanted to fly to the Philippines. So now the UFC is going to go over there, and they're going to throw an event May the 16th, and I'm wondering if the added security will be needed because, you know, anywhere you go nowadays, we've got guys flying planes in the side of uh, mountains and terrorists taking over and all these different acts of terror going on around the world. You know, just you just don't know. I mean, people could single this out as an event in which they could, get their their cause known, per se, if they were to do this in the Philippines, do something nasty. So I'm hoping that the Philippine government and the UFC have got, the UFC's got together, and at least the United States State Department has advised the UFC that, you know, traveling to the Philippines and certain parts of the Philippines, this is Manila. It's not a big thing in Manila, okay? But some crazy guy could sneak in there and do something crazy. Uriah Faber, Frankie Edgar going down, of course, May the 16th. In the Philippines, that will be on Fox Sports win a fantastic event. Now, the fight of the year, as far as anybody's concerned, I keep telling this, Aldo McGregor, July the 11th, MGM Grand Garden Arena. That's going to be the match of matches. And I think Jose Aldo, his reign as World Featherweight Champion, coming to an end, UFC 189, July the 11th. And that entire week, <clears throat> And you can go to the UFC website at UFC.com. That entire week will be nothing but UFC-related events and MMA-related events. Uh, there'll be, you know, meet and greets with different fighters. There'll be some of the AAA farm clubs. will be doing, you know, cards in there in, in Las Vegas. Weeks leading up to the, in the week leading up to the big event, and they'll be doing at places like the Palms and the Hard Rock Casino and that kind of good stuff. Bellator may even go into uh, into Vegas for that week just to get some of that UFC exposure. Speaking of Bellator, coming back with a big match, uh, July the nineteenth, June the nineteenth. Is this match really worthy? I mean, we've got two guys here that, that are closer to 60, than they are 40. Really? Kimbo Slice and Frank, and, Ken, and Ken Shamrock? Come on, Ken, how old is Ken Shamrock now? 50? 47? 48? Of course, the the baddest man on the planet. Back in the days of pride, then he went to the UFC. He was a killer in the UFC. Then he went to the world of uh, wrestling entertainment, and he did his thing over there. Then he tried to come back to MMA. And you just can't. I don't think you can come back. I think once you start holding your punches and and not throwing your punches in, in, in full effect and things like that. I just don't think you can come back. I really don't. And I think that that happens to a lot of fighters. And when you look at the uh, the fact that professional wrestling now is dying, and people say, "How can you die?" How can he be dying, Pedro, When this past week they drew seventy three thousand people for uh, for WrestleMania, and then the UFC announced all those incredible UFC, uh, the WWE announced all those incredible network numbers. But those network numbers were based on people wanting to watch. The uh, WrestleMania event for nine bucks. See if you join the WWE network, it's nine ninety nine a month. For that nine ninety nine, you get to watch events like WrestleMania. So they're going to come. They've come out with these fantastic numbers, but it's all predicated on that one event. Now, in four or five months from now, will the World Wrestling Entertainment and Vince McMahon have those kind of ratings? Heck, no. Watch. It's going to snow dive. This going to—I'm telling you—it's like a snowball rolling down a mountainside. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and before you know it, the U, the WWE, who uh, thought they had it all—you know—when they went national back in 1984—and of course, made Mister uh, McMahon a billionaire. Although they said his his, his, his earnings and his 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 uh, holdings have dropped below a billion dollars, but it made him a billionaire at one point in time. But it ruined professional wrestling. It really did, and I, and I stressed that in an article at ringtalk.com, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K, ringtalk.com. I stress that, that, that WrestleMania basically ruined professional wrestling because what Vince McMahon did, and he admitted, had he told his father what he was going to do, Vince McMahon Sr., that his father would have never sold the then WWF, which became the WWE, uh, to him. He wouldn't have done it because, you know, McMahon ruined the business. He wiped out all the individual territories all across, all across the country. I mean, there was a territory in San Francisco, Northern California, that went to Bakersfield to the Oregon border. Then there was Guy uh, uh, Eileen Eaton, and those guys had the Bakersfield to the San Diego border. And then there was Fritz von Erich had Dallas, Texas. And, you know, the Sheik and Ed Farad had Detroit. I mean, uh, Vince McMahon had his his area, and that was Pittsburgh and, and New York, and things like that, with Bruno San Martino and the WWE. I mean, that was WWF back in the day. So everybody had their own individual territories, Okay. Florida had their own territory. Atlanta had their own territory. And what this this made for, it was made for for talent to travel all around so you didn't get to see the same guys week in and week out. I mean, how many people want to see John Cena anymore, Triple H? I mean, this stuff is just getting old. But they keep pushing the same guys on you over and over and over again, and they've been doing it for years, and they wonder why their product is dying? I mean, the WrestleMania attendance aside, the product is dying. It's losing, it's losing interest because people want to see real fights. And that's why the UFC is happening. That's why the MMA, the world of MMA is taking off. I mean, the World Series of Fighting, they had a card this past week. I mean, there are different entities out there in MMA that are making this sport the fastest growing sport in the world. Not only UFC. Bellator is trying to do his thing. And, and Bellator, I think, is, is sort of restricted in the fact that they're not going every week. And if you're going to go with a schedule, I think you need to go every week. I mean, this past week, of course, the the, uh, the Lightweight Championship, uh, Mr. Warren got need. I mean, it was like, it, it was an incredible event, but the championship changed hands. And, of course, you can check out all the stuff on Spike TV. But is there any delayed, you know, you got go to go to, to YouTube.com to watch these cars delayed and things like that. I just don't know if Bellator is doing the right thing and if Scott Coker's really got really got everything by the uh by the is he got the horse by the reins per se. And I mean, he is a CEO, a former strike force champion. The man that show, sold strike force course to the UFC for like <clears throat> between 30 and 35 million, uh, 30 and 40 million ducks. I think it was 34 million to be exactly, okay? But the bottom line is, you know, Scott Coker, well, what does Scott have to say? Scott Coker in 5 years from now, where do you see Bellator MMA in yourself?
5: Well, I think that uh,
3: what you'll see is you'll see big fights in big arenas. You'll see, uh, uh, you know, fighters that are, that are in the top ten of the world. Uh, and I think you'll see another thriving league um, along with the UFC.
7: I
0: think that there's room for two. And I think it always is a healthy industry when you have uh, two,
3: two good, solid players in any business. <laughs> Mr. Scott Coker, Mr. Bellator, Bellator MMA on Spike TV. Some Friday nights. Not all Friday nights. Should be every Friday, man. Come on. Steady programming is what gets the people interested in your program. And if you don't give it to them often enough, and if it's, like, infrequent, they're not going to want to come to the table and eat. you got to serve good food every week, Mr. Bellator. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, and for all the troops out there, the american forces
8: Your process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800 274 7312. 800 274 7312. Not available in all states. paid not an attorney
1: spokesperson. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds. It's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more, a $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now,
6: 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229
7: you only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three
6: or four or five. If you have 5,000, 10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800 Eight hundred nine five seven six zero six three. 800-957-6063, 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800 957 6063. 800 957 6063.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Aha! Uh-huh, the horns of the mighty Tower of Power. Check out Pedro's work regarding Tower of Power at towerofpower.com. Hit the message board at the bottom of the main page. It'll take you to the message board, Pedro's Song of the Month. They also do some stuff in Down to the Nightclub. I do a lot of work on Tower of Power. They are the greatest soul band in the world. And check it out. They are the house band. Check them out towerofpower.com. Bad news report in the world of mixed martial arts. According to a report from Sportsbox, Raman Zailanov, a mixed martial arts fighter from Azerbaijan, Okay, he died in a cage fight during a national MMA event in his home country. It was earlier this week. He's 27 years old. And get this. His father says he didn't have permission to fight. He has to be 27 years old in that country to have permission from your father to fight? you got to be kidding. Anyway, got kicked in the head, uh, ended up dying. He held a black belt in Taekwondo, a silver medal in a national kickboxing event, and he was an experienced Muay Thai fighter. You know, but they say he wasn't ready for the pro ranks. Well, you know, he did well as an amateur, and there comes a <laughs> point in time, we you know, where you where you got to step up. Unfortunately, people are going to die in combat sports just like they do in high school football. If we reported the deaths and the serious injuries of high school football, <laughs> high school football will probably be banned. But the bottom line is our our hearts go out to the, the family of the fallen fighter. And the bottom line is anybody that gets hurt in combat sports, it's obviously not intentional. You know, it's, it's a heavy burden for the fighter that inflicted that type of a punishment or injury because, you know, you want to knock guys out. In 1982, I knocked out a guy named Herbert Myers. And he was out for like eight or ten minutes. They were sticking needles in his feet. You know, I was celebrating at first. And then I watched him sit there, and he wasn't moving. And it started to hit me a little bit. You know, maybe this is this is a little too crazy. Well, eventually, they sucked some needles in his feet, took him to the hospital, he spent the night in the hospital, and he ended up coming back and being fine. But that was scary for me. So imagine if you were to kill a guy. Imagine if you were to seriously hurt a guy or kill a guy. Imagine the feelings. I remember Gabriel, a former boxer, boxing champion, who killed a young man in Las Vegas in a fight? He told me afterwards. He said his life was never the same. He said he wakes up every morning thinking about that fight. Every morning thinking about how maybe he could have pulled that one last punch and that young man would not have died. Man, combat sports—an exciting game, but you know, a deadly game as well. Speaking of deadly games, I do this every week, live. Ring Talk Worldwide, Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. 11 a.m. Pacific Time, Saturdays for an hour of boxing and MMA. Then we go Sunday with a two-hour edition, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. Then we go on Mondays, of course, with the um, Sirius XM Satellite Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific Time for an hour of boxing and an hour of MMA. All the stuff is at iHeartRadio.com or SportsByline.com. At the end of the day, we are all over the Internet. There's not any excuse for you not to be part of the Ring Talk family. Just go to iHeartRadio.com, download the free app, and take Ring Talk Live Worldwide anywhere you go. Thanks to Scott Cuddy. This is a production of Sports File Line. This is Ring Talk.